0: Once a Longhorn, always a Longhorn, and today we have current Denver Bronco and former Texas Longhorn, Caden Stearns, on the show. You are Locked On Longhorns, your daily podcast on the Texas Longhorns. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on Longhorns the show. Jonathan Davis, your host once again, uh current Denver Bronco, former Texas Longhorn, Caden Stearns joining the show. Caden, uh, talk to Longhorn Nation. Just tell them what this offseason has looked like for you thus far.
1: Oh uh, man, it's a whole lot of training, just getting ready for the season. Um, and it kind of came fast, but uh enjoying this kind of this little time off, but for the most part, just getting the body right, uh trying to stay healthy and uh, you know, come in this year and, and, and win some games this year.
0: So you're talking about this year, but let's rewind a little bit. Uh, at your time at Texas, the University of Texas, you were a part of the 1-10 win season that Texas has had since 2009. That was in 2018. Texas made it to the Big 12 championship before they lost to Oklahoma um, and then beat uh, Georgia in the Sugar Bowl this year. That, that year. Talk about 2018, your freshman year at UT. What was that like for you just on and off the field?
1: Uh, man, it was fun. Uh, freshman year. Yeah. Um, you know, we kinda really really put together a solid squad and a solid a solid season, making the Big Twelve, you know. Uh you know, that year we just had a whole bunch of dogs on the field that, that uh played for one another and just kinda and just kinda carried a chip on the shoulder because we kinda were the underdog, so to speak. So man, it was a fun year all around on and off the field. Definitely one of those
0: dogs that you play with, uh is Sam Ellinger. What was it like to go to battle with him uh each and every
1: Saturday? Man, you know, he just has that grit. You know, he's a smart guy. Uh, he just has that kind of that swag, at least uh, in college, that uh, everybody kind of just bit off of or fed off of. So it's just, like, um, it kind of trickled throughout the whole team. And uh, from there, we just kind of followed his lead and, and, and try to make things happen, which we did that year. So it was fun.
0: Okay. What was it like um... – you know, obviously y'all y'all lost to him in the big 12 championship game, but the red river rivalry going out there and winning in the fashion that y'all did, um, your freshman year, what was that experience? Like, like what was that game? Like your, your first time against Oklahoma and y'all beat them
1: the way you did, man, it was, it was, it was really lit. Um, we kind of let them come back, man, really fast in the fourth quarter. Uh, cause they had a really explosive offense, but, uh, you know, to win, how, uh, how we did with Cameron Dicker, making a walk off field goal. Um, And it it was fun, man, and, you know, we wish we should have had them in the Big 12 championship as well. Uh, But we kind of let up a little bit and, uh, you know, things happened. But, man, it was it was a fun game for sure.
0: All right. So 2019 and 2020 uh, didn't go as well. Uh, Y'all weren't able to build up off of the momentum that y'all had in 2018 uh, coming off of that 10 win season. Uh, what, in your opinion, do you think happened in, in 2019 and 2020 and, and why y'all weren't able to achieve the same success y'all had in 2018?
1: Oh, man, you know, you can can contribute a lot of things to that. Uh, we, had, we were kind of beat up that year. You know, I was beat up my sophomore and junior year a lot, uh, kind of like trying to recover from my freshman year, how much I was kind of beat up. And, uh, and, you know, and then unfortunately, like, we just – we didn't really put together the squad that we had. Um, You know, I felt like it was a little under, under development and not, we didn't really carry that momentum that we had going from 2018 on and kind of like, we kind of like suppressed that. So uh, those two things right there, I feel like is the reason why we kind of just got halted a little bit and didn't have the season that we had.
0: So after 2020, Sark comes in uh and the team goes five and seven they have their longest losing streak since the 50s uh they lose to kansas right 57 to 56 that's you know the talk about everything uh (laughs) the way that they blew the lead to oklahoma Uh, they had a lead going into the fourth quarter on oklahoma state and baylor the two finalists for the big 12 they lost those games just a lot of collapsing in the second half and things didn't look really good last year um what did you think about sark's first year in the program i'll ask you that first
1: I mean, in my opinion, he did a great job. You know, he come, you know, he kind of came into the, the heat of things where there's a lot of toxicity or being a lot of toxic things going on year prior. Um, you know, a lot of players left. So, uh, you know, he he did a pretty good job. Like you said, a lot of those games they lost that they were in, Oklahoma, they were beating them, beating the brakes off of them, kind of let up. Uh, Oklahoma State, Baylor, it uh, kind of came down to the, to the to the wire so uh you know if you look at the record yeah it looks bad but if you look at you know kind of into the game not saying how they and kind of how close they were in most of these games which you, if you kind of go back to when I was there every I think my junior year like we only lost by a total of 13 points so it's kind of been a, a thing at Texas losing these cl- uh, close games so um you know I feel like he can get them over the hump man and I feel like what they got going on now as far as recruiting and you know, on the outside looking in, and he's doing some good things. So,
0: yeah, I've said that Sarkis probably had the best offseason of any coach when you look at it, coming off a of five and seven season, twenty twenty two recruiting class, top five in the country. We know the offensive line recruits that they brought in, then a the top five transfer class led by Quinn Ewers, and then what he's been able to do with this twenty twenty three recruiting class, uh, starting with Arch Manning. You just don't see coaches do this coming off of a five and seven season, the dominant off season that Sarkis had. And I think a lot of Texas fans are really excited for the future. um, If you say, okay, Quinn Ewers and Arch Manning might be your quarterback starters for the next four to five years at Texas. So as a Texas alum, somebody who went there and played, you know, at the 40 acres, what do you envision this program being able to do in the next four to five years?
1: Um, I, I envision what I always thought. We were capable of doing like it's never been a talent thing in my opinion um you know you always had guys on the roster that can play it's just like putting it together you know when you go to texas it's that's a lot of pressure you know to me i compare the texas longhorns being like the dallas cowboys of the nfl (laughs) you know it's uh high expectations so with that man that comes with a lot of pressures on the on the field and off the field but uh you know i envision you know natty playoffs big 12 championship the things that uh texas is capable of so um but at the same time man those things building a winning program and having a good culture uh with high energy and, and that kids love playing for that takes time and uh but like i said i feel like coach sarkin what they got going on at texas is uh it's on the right path for sure
0: yeah, uh, make sure y'all going to LinkedIn and uh, checking them out. I know some of y'all need to be on LinkedIn, so uh, check out LinkedIn for sure. This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. Kaden. Uh, let's get to the NFL talk uh, after your time in Texas. So coming into college, you were a, a top 20 recruit in the country, one of the biggest recruits that Texas had gotten. Um, and it seemed like a foregone conclusion that you would go in the early rounds, you know, be a, a day one pick, you know, and mm-hmm. you ended up getting drafted. I, I feel disrespected reading this. In the fifth round, hundred fifty second overall. I, I already know it wasn't one hundred fifty one players better than you in that draft. I don't even have to go look at it. No, nah,
1: there wasn't. But did, did you, <laughs> you?
0: But did you feel disrespected on that day?
1: Be honest. I did. I did. You know, and ultimately, like, um, you know, I was. There's things that kind of haunt to that. You know, what I mean, I had uh, had some injuries, um, and I was kind of playing in a at that point, and uh in a toxic uh, environment um, with some of the coaches and, you know, strength coaches, whatever you want to, you want to say that were there. Uh, it was just a lot of things going on. So it kind of, you know, with the injuries and stuff, my confidence wasn't where I needed to be. And ultimately I didn't play well. I put some things on film that wasn't me as a player and, uh, but definitely disrespected. Um, you know, I feel like, like I said, that like, that freshman year that what happened to freshman everybody talks about what happened where he go and that that didn't happen by accident you know so I always been that player things happen but uh again definitely you know my draft day I was a little upset about where I went but uh it's not where you in the league once you get in the league you're in the league and that's about what you make the most of so uh you know and I kind of kind of show some glimpses of the type of player I could be last year with the with the limited reps that I had so uh we're gonna make the most of it for sure
0: yeah like you said uh, you've been that player the, the player that signed in his freshman year so uh y'all can read between the lines uh, what might have happened <laughs> in, in the next couple of years in between his freshman year and him getting to the NFL uh you got drafted by the Denver Broncos obviously a world-class organization Super Bowl uh winning organization did you talk with them pre-draft? Did you have an idea you might go there? Uh, what were the talks with Denver like, or was it completely random when you got that call?
1: Man, to be honest, I didn't think I was going to be in Denver. Uh, I talked to them once in, during the whole draft process. Uh, the other teams that I was talking to were the Cowboys. I thought I was going to go to the Cowboys, um, Chargers, and some some other squads. So, uh, yeah, man. it's But, again, the place that I came, it – it's been amazing. I love the I love the atmosphere. I love the energy around the building and just like the best that we have, you know, Uh, I give a lot of credit to uh, the safeties that the best that we have, as far as Kareem Jackson and uh, Justin Simmons. Um, Cause man, they they, it's a lot of football between the both of them. And then you got Justin Simmons who is the best safety in the league and uh, just being able to watch him, especially Justin, like we're very similar body types. We played the exact same, uh, game, we moved the same, um, they, they call me baby Simmons sometimes up there, to be laughing, but, um, you know, he kind of is a bro a blueprint of, uh, how, like, how to get to where I want to get to and be the type of caliber safety that I am capable of, so, man, to have that type of, uh, role model, or at least, uh, that on the team that I can see that, okay, like, just follow what he's doing. You can get to where you want to go. Kinda uh man, it's amazing and, and they're helpful. And again, like it's amazing, man. I can't complain. Denver's a cool, cool city. So man, I love every part of being in Denver. So All right.
0: All right. So let let's run through some of your highlights uh from your rookie <laughs> year. So week two, you get your first interception against Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson's been in the news a little bit lately. We're not gonna talk about that.
1: <laughs> What was that like?
0: <laughs> getting your first nfl interception against zach wilson against the jets in week two it was a tip man, drill too you was ready yeah you know, it, was, it,
1: it was tip drill um uh, you know dude you're supposed to tips and overthrows. you got to have those it's a saying so man uh yeah man it got tipped. made a play on it, it was nothing crazy so uh but it felt good you know the, the first the first pick is always the hardest pick as soon as you get that one it, it comes it start coming so uh hopefully this next year we can we can make that happen a lot a lot more
0: so when I first saw it it said 46 yard interception return yeah and so I'm like okay I'm like why he didn't score in it I'm like let me go watch the <laughs> video so I went and watched the video and I'm like I'm gonna get I'm gonna get on him tonight about why he didn't score but when I watched the video I'm like okay a, a lot of people did get in your way you had a couple you had to shoot yeah. a couple times you know yep. and all of that I'm like all right I, I'll give him a pass on that all right <laughs> so Lamar Jackson might be the most Mm -hmm. explosive player in the league
1: for sure somehow
0: you sacked him twice so like what how did that happen how did you sack lamar jackson twice in one game
1: man it was you know it was it was a good call man i knew that i would come free on both of them as long as i kept my disguise as far as not showing that i was coming um but you know, obviously, like you said, he he gets out of a lot of things like that. So I was just like, man, I'm a if I get there, I'm running through his legs and I'm wrapping him up so he can't. There's no chance of him getting away. But uh, no, man, it, it was that was a fun game for sure, uh, except for that we didn't win. So, um, but being able to sack him twice, I'm like kind of feel some type of way because obviously he's one of one of the top players in the league. So uh, now that was pretty cool.
0: Yeah. All right, this one, this one gonna hurt me to ask. You talked about this earlier, like a cowboy fan, and, and or the cowboys and the longhorns being one and the same. Imagine being a fan of both. My cowboys <laughs> are so stupid. This is no disrespect to Demonte KZ or whoever gonna start it. Well, Curse uh, Curse had a really good season. So there's no disrespect yeah. to Demonte KZ, but you should be a a, a cowboy. We've had safety <laughs> issues forever. It made yeah. perfect sense, and they still didn't draft you. This this is the the angst of being a cowboy fan. And now and now I gotta ask you this question. <laughs> Yeah. So Dallas loses their first game to Tampa Bay, and they go on a seven-game win streak. Michael Parsons then, you know what I'm saying, took yep. the league by storm. CD going crazy, Amari going crazy, Dak going crazy. Dallas is seven and one. They look like world beaters. They can't be touched. Yeah. Here come Denver into you know AT and T Stadium. I'm thinking I'll chalk it up. It's another win. Whatever. Yeah and the final score was 30 to 16 but I'm a cowboy fan bro y'all shut them out like them yeah. them, <laughs> y'all, them little two touchdowns at the end y'all, y'all shut them out yeah and you had an interception in that game you picked off Dak Prescott so just talk about that like being from Texas obviously the Cowboys being one of the biggest brands in sports you being able to go in there your rookie year have an interception but shut them down defensively like y'all did and win that game I mean Vic Fangio said y'all y'all gave the league the blueprint to
1: shut down yeah. Dallas,
0: so like, what was that game like, bro?
1: Man, it was fun. Like I said, you know, I knew the atmosphere playing in the in Cowboy Stadium, so I was, I was kind of the game I had circled on the whole, the whole season. So, um, you know that that play, it was just a testament to how we just worked together as a as a defense and on the back end, and uh, and again, that's comes with playing with the two vets, the back end as far as Justin and Kareem, you know. Uh, just the communication and all that stuff, man, it really, that really matters when it comes to making plays and everybody making plays on the football and shutting down teams, offenses like the Cowboys, who, in my opinion, were one of the best in the league last year. So, uh, nah, man, it felt good. You know, it kind of, my family was torn a little bit because a lot of my family, the Cowboys fans. So, uh, you know, but ultimately, man, it was fun. Hopefully I can do it again and again. (laughs) <laughs>
0: yeah in in a,
1: in a cowboy jersey hopefully <laughs>
0: yeah, uh, Nah, yeah I, I was i was hurt that game because you know we was i talk about drinking the kool-aid for texas i mean we was on a seven game win streak i'm like okay this might be the year and yeah. then man y'all like i said big Fangio had the blueprint right i was i was yeah i was hurt for like a week about that one another reason <laughs> i'm hurt is because one of our best players last year is now your teammate randy oh, gregory yeah. What are your early impressions of him? I know he's a dog, but what are your early impressions of him? And, and I don't know how we let him get out the door, Jerry.
1: Jeez. Man, he's, like you said, he's a dog. And, uh, you know, having him and Chubb and along with the other edge rushers that we have and, and can throw in there to make plays, man, it's, it's going to be a tough time uh, for quarterbacks. So, uh, but that's what you need in kind of the division that we're in. Our division is really stacked. So uh, you got to come with it. But, man, if you... If you turn on the tape, you know, and there's some certain players that stand out as far as his tape last year with the Cowboys. And uh, Gregory is definitely one of them. So uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing him in full effect in, in Broncos, in a Broncos uniform.
0: Yeah. Hey, if you want to bet on uh, the Denver Broncos to go to the Super Bowl next year, maybe meet the Cowboys in the Super Bowl. If you want to bet on <laughs> to lead the league in interceptions, make sure you do that at <laughs> betonline.net. So last year you played some really good quarterbacks. Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, Dak. I don't know if Dak in that class, but I'm gonna throw him in there. I'm a Cowboy fan. <laughs> which one? Which one was the toughest to face?
1: Uh, man, you know, they all they're all different, right? But you know, Pat Mahomes, he's that's a generational type. Justin Herbert, that's a generational type. It's it's just hard to say. Uh you know, just Pat Mahomes and who he has around him as far as last year with Tyreek and Kelsey, man, you, you gotta worry about a lot of things going on with them, you know, cause Pat Mahomes can extend the play and make a second play just by him, just by getting outside the, the pocket and throwing the ball 60 yards across the, his body to whoever it may be, man. So uh, I'll definitely say him, man but justin herbert he's he's one of the younger quarterbacks that is catching traction and finding his groove in the league so um he, he's not too far behind him so it's it's fun it's fun going against these quarterbacks man
0: they, they're, they're both aliens for sure do you did you have a welcome to the league moment last year could be good or oh. bad
1: ah welcome to the moment uh Man, I got and somebody, somebody the Browns.
0: Some, okay, there you go. There you
1: go. I got pancake, man. So they did like a, we're playing man and I have a tight end, but like he didn't release. It was like a tight end screen. He acting like he's blocking. So he didn't release. So I'm kind of like hovering, you know, trying to provide some body presence for other players. And so they throw it to him. I'm like, oh, shoot, I got to go get there. But, you know, there's a big lineman in the way. I'm over here trying to get off. And yeah, he pancake me. So uh, other than that, man, I really haven't. I really haven't had a moment where it was just like, oh like, wow. Got embarrassed. But I mean, it's bound to happen. It's the NFL. Everybody's good. Uh as far as receivers, running backs, you may get run over, you may get juke, but at the set, at the same time, I'm gonna catch them late. I'm gonna get them back. <laughs> I'm always gonna back. So Yeah.
0: All right. So you looked at the Denver team last year and y'all were dominant on defense. Uh had two really good running backs in Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon uh tight ends i think Noah Fant was there before the trade um wide receivers obviously judy Cortland sutton uh patrick just a lot of explosive playmakers Definitely. on offense and defense one thing they always said was this denver team is a quarterback away yeah in the offseason y'all went and got a quarterback by the yeah. name of russell wilson so what has he been like so far just getting russell wilson and, and like how did you react to the news when you found out i'm about to be playing with russell wilson a future man, Hall of Famer at quarterback potentially.
1: <laughs> man, like you said, it's just he brings that that, you know, okay, now it's go time for real. We got a quarterback, so let's put all the pieces together and uh and get it and get it done, you know. Uh, you know, if we had consistent QB play last year, a lot a lot was say that we would be in the playoffs and had a decent chance at a Super Bowl just because of the talent that we have on the team. But man, you bring a guy like that in, you can't. Man, he just the intangibles. Uh, we already know how he can throw the football. Man, he's he's one of the best in the league at doing what he does. So, but the intangibles as far as leadership and uh, bringing guys closer together to to reach a common goal. Man, it doesn't get too much better than Russell Wilson. So, uh, you know, and and again, like, you give credit to the receiver the receiver core that we have is is out of this world, and the running backs that we have are out of the, out of this world. So man, it's it's gonna be exciting to see what our offense does, man. I'm excited to watch them and to play with them for sure.
0: Yeah. So uh, this your quarterback, so you ain't gotta say nothing, but I'ma say it. I say it all the time. Like, do he be putting on that deep voice around y'all, or does he talk like that all the time? He, I know. I know you man. didn't hear
1: that. Uh, the, let's run. Let's run. <laughs> yeah, man, that was funny. I, I ain't got a lot. That video was a little funny, man. But <laughs> I ain't got a lot. You can't do no. You can't do no but laugh at that video. But nah, he's. He's, he's if once you get down and you be around him, man, he just like he just like the rest of us, man. Just just uh, very genuine and cool and laid back. But uh, when it's time to work and it's time to go, you know you can see that switch come on and and uh, he's he's getting after it, man. But you if you see him around the building, man, he's always preparing. He's always talking the game, and it's just uh, it just it feeds off it feeds off to the team. Everybody's like, okay, man, like everybody's doing their part, so. It's it's a cool atmosphere for sure right
0: now. Yeah. So okay, I guess what you're telling me is he beat the corny allegations then <laughs> at least <laughs> in your mind. <laughs> yeah. <No. laughs> yeah, man. I was just playing. All right. So y'all had a coaching change. Uh you talked about how dominant y'all defense was last year. Um, I thought Vic Fangio did a hell of a job, you know, but it's a business. Um, and they brought in um Russell Wilson and they brought in some offensive coaches. So how has that been? You know, you come in uh as a rookie, you come into a defensive coach. Uh, who's one of the best defensive minds in the nfl and then now you're playing for an offensive head coach how has that adjustment been thus far even though it's still you know fairly early
1: oh man it's really the same approach man i don't really whoever the coach is man and you know coach hackett the energy just all coaches the energy that they bring they're bringing in man they, they make it so far to uh be in the building and to be you know be around one another and stuff like that so uh, as far as the defensive wise, man, it's not ain't nothing changed. We're just gonna go out there and try to again submit ourselves as one of the best defenses in the league. And you know, Coach E, who who came from the Rams last year, you know, he it's it's a similar defensive style, so not much is changing. Uh, you know, just a little couple new things here and there, uh, but it's all the same thing. So uh, we got the same same mission, same same goals. We always do it, and again, that's to be one of the best defenses in the league.
0: So you talked about uh, two safeties that you play with, uh, two All World safeties, and Justin Simmons and Kareem Jackson. Um, but forgive yeah. me for being a Longhorn fan. I feel like you're on your way to being an All World safety. You know, yeah. I, I feel like they didn't get wrong. They didn't get it wrong how they had you ranked out of high school. I, I think you that dude, right? Yeah. I so what? It. Are, <laughs> yeah. So so what are your goals for this season? Um, now that you feel as though you know you got your confidence back. You're getting the coaching that you deserve, the development that you deserve. Yeah. What's what are your goals for this season and your second year with the Denver Broncos?
1: Man, just to just to keep uh learning and, and, and getting better. You know, like of course I have goals on, you know, stats and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, I just wanna keep uh developing to I like, can gain one of the one of the best safeties in the league, which I believe uh when my time comes I could be So, uh, and I have the two guys in front of me or the blueprint in front of me with uh, the two guys that are there right now. So uh, yeah, man, I'm just, I'm just here to do my job and to keep getting uh, getting better. You know, Uh, the rest of the stuff's gonna take care of itself for sure. All
0: right, I'm gonna get you out of here. One last question. Um, You talked about last year, you felt like y'all could have been a playoff team, had things gone a little bit differently. Um, definitely one of the teams in the NFL that has gotten so much better this season, but, you know, talk about bad timing. as good as y'all have gotten, the rest of the division has gotten just it's like every yeah. team in the division upgraded like crazy. So definitely. Um, it's fill in the blank. The Denver Broncos will blank this season.
1: Man, I can't, I feel like the Denver Broncos will be one of the, one of the best teams in the league, you know, and that's just me uh speaking that to existence obviously we got all the pieces it's about putting it uh putting it together so uh we can take it as far as we wanted to so it's it's really on us despite our division being loaded and all of that so uh no nah, man i really i think we'll be one of the better teams in the, in the league this year for sure
0: a lot i got one more question for you we're gonna get back Go to the it. texas stuff this season 2022 do your texas longhorns make it to the big 12 championship game
1: they do and I'm saying they beating Bama this year for sure okay yeah okay
0: Hooker, we drinking the Kool-Aid okay I got my
1: look you I'm know drinking the Kool-Aid man look,
0: look, look the, the, the fans bro because you know I'm I guess I'm you know drink the Kool-Aid super hype you know love my team whatever I'm saying all of this. I, no, I haven't said they're gonna beat Bama. You didn't, you beat me there. I but see, I, I said haven't. It, yeah. I, yeah. Okay. We can say that. But I yeah. say all of this. And the fans, they be like, "Oh, don't say Texas is back. Don't say this. Don't say this." I'm like, "Why not?" I see it, and I'm glad you see it too. Somebody who did play for the program, like you see it. This team is different. But the players they bringing in, the coaches they brought in. We're gonna see a different Texas football team over the next four years. And you said that earlier. Like I think you agree yeah. too. Like it's it's. It's it's time for them to get back to the Vince Young and Colt McCoy days, and I and I think with Quinn and Arch or whoever, they got so many talented players at every position
1: now. I think they'll be able to do it. No, like you you said it. Uh, like I said, man, it's it's they're they're right there. You know, I mean, they went five to seven, but if you think about it, if they win those games that they should have won last year. That that the win loss record is a lot different than what it what it uh, came out to be. So. Uh, yeah man not only am i drinking the kool-aid a lot of these guys that i've i've, I've been around i know what they're capable of and uh you know what the, the proper coaching that they're getting and uh, and again the guys that they're bringing in these uh recruits they can take it again they're same thing they can take it as far as they wanted to so uh we'll see but i got my money on the Longhorns always for sure
0: Yes, sir. I got my money on the Longhorns, too. Best of luck to you this season in Denver. I don't think the Cowboys are on the schedule this year, so I'll be rooting for you in every game. <laughs> but um, like I said, once a Longhorn, always a Longhorn, bro. And, you know, I want to see you uh, getting Pro Bowls and all pros one day. I think you are that type of player for real.
1: I appreciate that. Appreciate you for having me. Yes, sir.
0: Longhorn Nation, as always. Peace.